1: Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama
2: Word of Faith, the Word Church.
1: And we continue to talk about a new year, a new beginning. And if you were with us yesterday, you realize that we have a brand new board in our studio here. We're still trying to figure the thing out, but I think we're getting to it. But... There's so many new things happening, and it was funny, we were laughing just before the show started. All this stuff that happened this year, some of it was serious stuff, but just so many things happened this year, and it always reminds me that there's always something going on. This is why we live by faith and not by sight, because if we live by sight and we listen to the news media, something's going to kill us every day. I mean, there's some terrible thing that's just about to get us all the time. And earlier in the year was Al Qaeda. You don't hardly hear about Al-Qaeda anymore because it's ISIS. And then it was Ebola. And then it's something else. And and if you live in Northern California where we are about a month and a half ago, oh a terrible storm was gonna come and we were all gonna, you know, be wiped out by the storm. And, and so then, there's and, always something. Well, and then
2: just most recently, you know, a couple of days ago, a missing airline. And then previous to that crashed airline. And all from Malaysia. And then previously that they still haven't found the other one. Right. So there's always calamity. And Jesus did say in this world, you will
1: have trials and tribulations. Right. And you don't even have to go around the world. It, it could be close, well, much closer well, to home. Well,
2: in this world, I mean, wherever you are, there's going to be some, some, some trials, some tribulations. And, and again, I'm reminded of what else he said. He said about the thief. Come to steal, kill, and destroy. So that means Satan's always at work. And I know we like to blame God for everything, man. We, we, The devil didn't convince people that he don't even exist. We blame it all on God. Natural disasters. They even say, oh, that was an act of God. Why well, couldn't it have been an act of the devil? We don't like to... The devil convinced people, especially Christians, he don't exist. But he exists, and he brings calamity. Or he's calamity. like this
1: little red guy with horns
2: right. and a forked tail. Well, well we know he exists, because as we were just speaking, Holy Spirit just remind me how Satan came to God and talked about Job. Well, God said that about to Satan too. Have you considered my servant Job? And, and, Job, and Satan said, "Well, blah, blah blah. I bet you do this. You take your hedge around him. I bet you he'll curse you. So that if, if the Bible talks about this conversation with God and Satan about him existing, we should understand that he exists. And then Jesus said, He comes to still kill and destroy." And he says, give no place to the devil. All in the scripture. So, and I say that the devil brings calamity. And we still are supposed to have faith in God.
1: Right. See, regardless. This is, this is why we have to live by faith. Right. I, I was talking in a sermon not too long ago, and I said, you know, what it all boils down to is ultimately do you believe God or not? Abram, before he became Abraham God says to him leave your family leave your home leave everything you know and go to this land that I'm going to give to your offspring he didn't say go to this land I'm going to give you he said go to this land I'm going to give to your offspring now it took 430 years of slavery before his offspring got the land but ultimately they did Abram, though. I wonder what
2: happened if he never went.
1: There you go. See, that's what I said. Abram <laughs> yeah. doesn't know where he's going, doesn't know mm-hmm. when he's gonna get there, doesn't know anything. He just knows that God tells him to go. He believes God, and because he believes God, it is credited to him as righteousness. Now, the way we the proof that we have, you and I have, and everybody listening, the proof we have that he believed God is he went. That's mm-hmm. the proof that he believed God. Now, if he said, well, I believe you, God, but never went, he just stayed home. And, and here's one thing I know.
2: You said some, you know, it didn't happen for another 400 years. Well, and he did bless Abraham. Abraham became very rich. But that promise about his offspring didn't happen for another 400 years. Usually when you get a word for, from God, yes, it's a right now because you have to receive it right now and act on it right now. But it's usually for a future. It's, that's right. why they call it prophetic word. It's a prophetic word. Jesus, God said the seed of a woman, When what, what happened in the Garden of Eden with Satan and Adam and Eve, God said the seed of a woman is going to bruise your head, referring to Jesus, which would be the coming Messiah, the Lord, the Savior. So words from God, it, it's going to come to pass because the scripture right. says, the word of God does not return void. And he watches over his word to perform it. And it, so it's going to come to pass. Your job is to place faith in it.
1: Right. See, this is where you have to just believe. Yeah. You Philippians just gotta believe. 4.19, when it talks about my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Do you believe it or not? Now, when you read that verse, it doesn't mean that instant he's going to provide your needs necessarily. Uh-huh. It might happen instantly. But a lot of times it's later that he provides your needs there. It's Mm -hmm. not that same second. I can uh, do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Doesn't necessarily mean right that second will it occur. Sometimes it's going to be in the future. Mm -hmm. But do I believe it right now and act on that belief? There are so many things in life where we have a choice to live by sight or to live by faith. And your sight could say to you, you can't do that. Nobody can do that. It can never be done. And faith says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I can Mm -hmm. accomplish all things through him who strengthens me. That's what my faith says. I'm going to believe God. I know what my sight says. I know what my family says. I know what all my friends say but I'm going to believe God that I'm able to do it. And this can be simple. That you know, I think in yesterday's show, we were talking about failure and fear of failure and being scared of things. Uh-huh. So you, so people can say to you, or you think to yourself, or maybe even you have family. You and I both know family isn't always the one that backs you up. They should be. Right. And right, when right, right. your family members come to you, you should be backing them up. But family, people say, you know, I want to go back to school. And I say, well, you can't afford it. Or... You know, you didn't do very good in school before. Or whatever their reasoning is that you Mm -hmm. shouldn't do it. And now, that's what sight says. Sight says, you didn't do very good before. Sight says, how am I going to afford it? Faith says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Am I going to believe what my sight and my family and my friends and everybody else says? Or am I going to believe God? And well, that, so much of life boils down to, am I going to believe the world or am I going to believe God?
2: Well, that's what faith is, having confidence and trust in God. And, and again, God in his word is like wet and water. You can't separate it. You get God, you get his word. You get his word, you get God. Scripture says in John 1, John 1, chapter 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was God, the word was with God, and the word became flesh and manifested itself. God wants his word to become flesh in you. He wants you to have so much confidence, when I say confidence, faith in his word that any other nothing else matters. I'm not distracted by what I see in the sight, in the natural, the see, the touch, the taste, the feel. That don't move me. What moves me is the word of God, which equates to God. He moves me. And remember, Scripture says looking unto Jesus as the author and the finisher of faith. Well, Jesus in Revelation is called the word of God. So I got to keep my eyes fixed and focused on him and him and his word are one because he's the author and the finisher of my faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's my evidence. God's word is my evidence of Things that you might not see or things not perceived by the senses, his word is. Because his word is going to become flesh.
1: He calls things that are not as though they were. Right,
2: and it's going to become flesh. You start feeding on it, that's why you got to feed your faith and starve your doubt. Keep feeding on it. It's going to grow up inside you because the Bible says his word is seed. Well, seed is designed to grow. His word is seed. It gets in your spirit. Your spirit is the new garden of Eden. That's where you plant the word at, in your spirit. Not your blood pumping your heart. Your heart is your spirit. You plant that word in there, but then we know nothing about seed. You got to cultivate it. You got to take care of it. So now you water it. <laughs> and guess what you're going to water it with? Some more word. word because faith comes by hearing it. And then it starts to grow up in the inside of you. And in Corinthians it says, though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed. oh it's a new season being renewed day by day. Well, it's that word of God is going to transform your image from the inside out. And that's what God wants to work on the inside out. And now you will be a, a giant for God because greater is he that's in you. And the word in him is in you than he is in the world. So now the word of God becomes more real to you than anything else. Like with you, I know you've been meditating on Philippians 4, four thirteen. My God shall supply 19. Keep meditating on it. It's going to grow up inside of you so big ain't nothing else gonna matter whatever you ain't looking at no all, that's all i know is this Philippians four thirteen. that's my god shall supply because that's meditation is a biblical process that brings a, a greater revelation of the truth of god's word well,
1: i'm on a christian school board and some of the rest of them are getting sick of hearing me say <laughs> our god shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory and i keep telling them they'll say how can we do this i say our god shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in christ jesus that do you believe it or not? Do you say, oh, wow, we don't have the money yet. Or, wow, we don't know what we should if we should mm-hmm. do that or not. Do you really believe God or not? It boils down to a simple analogy is, let's say that you want to drive across country. So you're on the West Coast where we are and you want to drive to New York. Mm-hmm. You can say to yourself, well, I'm not going to go until I know I can make it for sure. I, I'm not going until I know my car won't have any problems. I won't run into any bad traffic. I won't run into any bad weather. I, I'm not going to go till I know everything's going to go poof, perfectly smooth. Well, guess what? You're never going to go. Now, that, that's the, the three people we talked
2: about. Remember? The risk taker, the caretaker, and the undertaker. You just described the caretaker. He wanna make sure everything's taken care of before I I I, I move out on this endeavor. Now, I embark on this endeavor. Now
1: before you go, it would probably be smart check the air in your tires. Yeah, check gas probably up. Probably be <laughs> probably be smart to check the tread on your tires. Right, make sure right, right. you got some tread. Well, on well you're gonna use some some degree of wisdom. It'd probably be smart to make sure you got a tank of gas before you take off down the road. Right, might wanna check your oil, check your water, check your hoses, check your belts. You know, there's certain things you're going to want to do. Now, you might want to check the weather and see if there's going to be a huge storm, you know, two days out of out of home and right. see maybe you want to take a different direction. but at some point you go knowing that if you have a flat tire on the way, you're going to fix it. Knowing that you're going to be have sure you to, got a spare. Knowing that you're going to have to stop and get gas cause unless you got some special car I don't know about, you're not going to make it all the way across country without having to stop and get gas. So you're gonna know that there's gonna be issues that come up. Maybe it's gonna rain sometime before you get cross-country. Maybe it's gonna snow and you're gonna have to put chains on. But you're as those things happen, you just do whatever you need to do to keep going. Well, you prepare. And what's no wrong with preparing? Right. And so then, but this is life too, though. See, so I might get halfway across the country and it starts raining, so I gotta turn my windshield wipers on. I don't say, oh, I wasn't expecting rain. I'm not going to turn my wipers on. I'm just going to try and make it without killing myself. No, you do what needs to be done along the way. Well, that's life. So you say, hey, I want to go back to school. You don't know all the answers. You don't know all the problems. You don't know everything that's going to occur. But as they happen, then with God's help, you take the next step. You do the next thing. And so that's where, once again, as we talk about this whole new year and new time, And talk about, the other day we talked about fear of failure and fear of not making it. Don't, just realize God's always with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that wherever we are, whatever the journey is in our life, whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish, he is always there. He will see us through.
2: Amen. And I want to touch on something you said earlier about you being on the school board and some of the other people on the board. You know, their faith is not where yours at when it comes to trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Uh, Look what Jesus said here in uh, John chapter six, verse 63. And I was revelating this with my wife just the other day. Jesus made this declaration in verse 63, John 6, 63. He said, it is the spirit who gives life. I'm going to pause right there because I'm going to equate the word spirit and the word of God, because in the beginning was the word and we know in the beginning God was a spirit and he was a speaking spirit and he spoke to darkness and he called it what light and light was so anyway back to the scripture it is the spirit Jesus said it is the spirit who gives life the flesh profits nothing now he's talking about the senses things perceived by the senses profit nothing look he said the words that i speak to you are spirit and they are life so god's word is spirit and life now look what Jesus said Right after that in verse 64. Now this is what you were talking about on the board. But there are some of you who do not believe. Mm. So we're gonna have some of us, there's gonna be some among us who they got the word, they heard the word, they just didn't believe the word. Philippians 4.13, They didn't heard it and heard it and heard they just don't believe it. Jesus just said, But if some of you don't he just said it's the spirit that gives life, the flesh prophets enough. The words that I'm speaking. They are spirit. That means they're going to make some things happen because it's the spirit that gives life. In our mortal bodies, what gives our mortal bodies life is the spirit that's in us. If we die right now, if our spirit decides to leave our body right now, hopefully they don't why we in here, our body's going to lay right on the ground. Your spirit's departing. It's going somewhere because right. it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh prophets. Not. And Jesus said, these the words that come out of my mouth, they're a spiritual seed. They produce. They produce a spiritual, natural, and a physical manifestation. And he just told it. he gave him this revelation. But then in the next verse, he said, uh, but there are some of you who don't believe. Now look what he said next. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. So, yeah, they was rolling with him. Yeah, Richard, I'm with you. We got your back. I'm on your board. But when the hard times come, remember Jesus look around, where everybody at? <laughs> Peter, the one that walked on water. I don't know the man. I, I ain't with him. I told you. So... <laughs> Never even heard of him. Right, right. You, so you have to understand that all don't believe. And that's why at our church this season, we're asking people to fast. And, and fast concerning the kingdom of God come. His kingdom come as will be done inside of you as is done in heaven. And pray, Ephesians one seventeen through 19, that they receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and acknowledge him. That get a greater revelation as they study and to show themselves approved, not just reading, but studying. There's a difference from reading and studying you're studying, the Holy Spirit is working with you when you're studying because he's going to lead you to two or three more witnesses in the word that's going to bear witness to what he just said there. So we just have to understand that. So you got to, and again, I want to encourage everybody, as we go through this new year, fast and pray. Fast all that doubt and unbelief out of you because you're a believer now. You're in the God class. You're in the family of God. Your faith should be, the scripture said we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. Not backwards. We go right. forward. We're moving forward. We're not going backwards in years. It's not 2013. We're coming into. It's not 2010. It's not 2000. That's over. Remember all the fear they had us back there in 2000. But anyway, yeah. we're moving forward. 2K.
1: Yeah,
2: but we're going. We're here's 15 years later, Richard. And we're, we're still, still here. Yeah, like Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind, I press forward or towards the mark of the high calling that's where we're heading and that's where god wants you to grow spiritually just like when you bring your baby from home from the hospital yeah you want them to stay a baby you know kind of but you you want them to grow up and then you're making big plans for them you got a college fund for them you're making you teaching on a walk man you got the you got stuff set up for them man you know what college they going you got their career path for them you're making plans so god says you're my child I have big plans for you," he says. "I knew you before you was formed in your mother's womb. I know the plans I have for you," he said. "They're plans of good and not evil. Plans to give you a hope and a future." He says that in Jeremiah. Right. Your job is to believe and receive that and move towards that.
1: Well, see, I tell people your number one resolution, if you're into making resolutions, is what should be. I'm just going to believe God more. I'm going to believe. It's the one
2: that the scripture you reference. I'm going to press towards the mark of a high calling.
1: I'm going to I'm, I'm going, going to believe God, though. You can tell me something. If it doesn't what God says, I'm going to believe God. My friends, my family, anybody I meet can tell me something. If it isn't what God says, I'm going to believe God. My own doubts <laughs> can say the opposite of what God, I'm going to believe God.
2: God has so much wisdom. You know what he said in his word? Anything that comes to you in a thought or another word, he says, cast it down. Casting down every thought in vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You know where I can find the knowledge of God at? In the word of God. So go. if anything that comes contrary to what his word says,
1: cast it down me and I don't receive it. Right. And Return it matter to matter sender. It, from. it can come from my own mind, right. from my own doubts. Well, that's my a own thought. Fears, any thoughts. It right. can come from my parents. It can come from my children. It can come from my family members. It can come from coworkers. It can come from anywhere. If it doesn't line up with what God says, cast, cast it down. It down. I, I mean, I don't receive it. Return to sender. Address unknown. <laughs> we
2: don't want it. I don't receive it. And I we use those type of words in our ministry. I don't receive that. And if it's good, I, I receive that. So so you have to you got to grow spiritually. God desires just like a you know humans. We want our kids to grow up to be all they can be. God says yes. I want all of you guys that are my children. All who receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you guys to grow up and press towards that high calling. And that high calling is what I predestined and pre you to do, because I have something for you to do. God has something for all of us. Right, He's
1: got a will for everybody. He's got a will for everybody. He's got a will for you for this year, He's yeah. got a will for me for this year. And your
2: job is to just connect with Him.
1: Then find out what and it and is. And allow
2: his kingdom to come in you, allow his will to be done in you here on earth as it's done in heaven. And I always tell people, just imagine how is it done in heaven? It ain't no low self-esteem well, up in no heaven. Worry, no fear. Ain't no worry, no fear. Ain't no hating. Ain't no unforgiveness. Ain't no bitterness. Ain't no strife. It's people honoring one another in heaven. That's what God says. That's what I want in your life. So I'm going to encourage people as they go through this new year, line yourself up with the kingdom, line yourself up with the perfect will of God. And if you don't know what it is, I know a good Bible based church you can come to and and get the will of God. And again, we're a church of all nations. Yes, I'm African-American, but we're still the church of all nations. Come, come into the community church of God. Come and get some wisdom and revelation. And again, every building that's out there to say they're a church, they ain't teaching kingdom principles. I'm going to go ahead and say it. They're churching you up or they're teaching you religion. That ain't how that's working out for you. Yeah, it ain't. So you got to go in a good, be in a good Bible based church that's teaching and encouraging you not to study the word of God. You have to be in that type. And and here I'm going to encourage people, go to where, pray and ask God where he wants you at. Cause you'd be in the wrong body, the wrong congregation. Right, that Every ain't where church you isn't want.
1: for everybody. Right,
2: you gotta ask God. God, what do you want? What world I'm supposed to be at? Remember, you're still seeking the Lord. You remember, Psalms what's that? Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your ways. Lean not to your own understanding. And all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. He'll tell you where you're supposed to go.
1: Well, you know, you talk about knowing God's will. Another The scripture that we reference all the time on this show Is that we need to be transformed By the renewing of our mind And then right after that it says So you'll know what his good and perfect will is Right, that, or that you
2: may prove Or know what that good and perfect And acceptable will of God is
1: Right, see so it's as we're, our mind is transformed You'll start renewed, understanding what the will of God, understand God is And his
2: will It's really simple, but a lot of churches They don't reference those scriptures They ain't telling you that, they want to just keep Sweet feeding you some some ho- holes and some twinkies and all this food that ain't, that's not good for you. You know, we in the Bible talks about spiritual food. there's milk and there's meat. And now you can be in a church where you just getting fed milk. And we know milk is for babies. But at some point you gotta start eating some solid food. And that's what we minister, administer, or feed you on faith on fire. We're gonna give you some solid food.
1: And now, the admonition there that he says is you should be now ready for me. He said, by this time, you ought to be teachers, but
2: you need somebody to teach you again the first principles of the article of God. So he's not
1: talking necessarily there to the teachers who are teaching them with the milk. He's telling them, you're not ready. It's on you. Mm -hmm. And so, so many people think that it's up to somebody else to help them grow spiritually. It's up to the pastor of the church, or it's up to their Sunday school teacher. It's up to the Bible study. leader, It's up to somebody else. And what Paul's telling them there is, the fact that you still only can take milk is on you. It's not on well, somebody else.
2: God's got all this wisdom. That's why he say
1: you study to show yourself approved. Right. Not, why pastor studies to show himself <laughs> approved <laughs> so he can help me out or tell me what to do. No, no, it's you. You're responsible for your own spiritual development.
2: Yes, God has anointed the five-fold ministry. Amen. He's anointed apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers to do what he said in Ephesians four, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to build us up. But he's going to give us an anointing. But he's always he's giving you anointing too. The same Holy Spirit that lives in us lives in all of us.
1: Right. That's how awesome God See, is. See, we're all supposed to be studying the Word. Yeah, we all supposed, supposed to be. be showing ourselves approved. Mm-hmm. We're not not counting on somebody else to do it. Right. Not waiting for somebody else to do it. But we're all supposed to be. Because here's that. the
2: deal: just because you're a pastor, don't mean you got all revelation. I'm always learning and growing. I got I, this yeah. pastor. I have a pastor, Pastor Philip G. Cardo from Calvary Christian Center, and I have other spiritual mentors in my life who I they teach me. Because and I, I'm doing that in, out of a spirit of studying. I'm studying what God's given them. Remember, Elisha, Elijah. I always get a mixed up. Elijah and Elisha. Yeah, uh, Paul talked about Timothy, and, and and again, that's how we're supposed. To, it's all about unity too. Right, you can't be a hater in the body. It's in the kingdom of God. Ain't no hating. You gotta be. Scripture talk about meekness. You know what meekness means. You have a teachable spirit. So if that may be me to be your New Year's goal, I ain't gonna say resolution is to have that spirit of meekness because God, it's available for you because it comes. Like does bread come with that? It, it come with your salvation. You get all the promises come with it, so you can get some meekness. You can have a teachable spirit. You can't. The world, the world conditions you to believe you know everything. You got to know everything. Well, how many? No.
1: How many times have you ever talked to people? I know I have. Who said? Well, I read the Bible once. <laughs> I, I, okay. I heard people say they read it ten times and still <laughs> don't mean, got no revelation. I read it once. Well, guess what? That's great. But if you think you can read the Bible once and get all there is to know out of it, you're just kidding yourself. Because you can read it every day and get something new but, but out of it. But here's
2: the deal. Key word. They read it. They didn't. He said study. There's a difference between I, mean, I read could, it and okay, studied Okay, I
1: studied it, it once. You, well, they mostly, it like, mostly, mostly they say they read it, I can I can look at the Bible every day and see something new. Something that I never saw before. And that's the way we all should be. Is that we all we realize, and I like what you said there about a teachable spirit. We've all got to come to a place before God where we, where we're never satisfied with where we are. So many people are satisfied. Oh, I know God as well as I need to. I'm better than my neighbor, so that's good enough. We don't ever want to be satisfied with our relationship in the sense of that's enough. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know anymore. I don't need to progress any farther. I don't need to know Jesus any better. We should be constantly seeking after him and knowing him better.
2: Well, yeah, and learning and growing, remember, faith to faith, glory to glory. I'm going to reference the scripture out of Second Timothy uh, chapter 3. Cause remember, uh, earlier in 3, he said, don't have no fellowship with those who have this form of godliness but denying the power. He said they're always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But look what he says in 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration to God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and in righteousness. That the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And back to correction. God wants to correct you with the word of God. And speaking of correction, Rich is over there correcting me now saying we're out of time. But we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this new year, keep walking by faith.